So, where you want to start OBJ or do you want to start uh, trade for the number one pick? Wherever you want to go. Hey, but, all right, well, I'm not going to. I'm give scrolling you through Odell Beckham Jr. pictures now because as I talk to you, I'm going to try. I'm trying to post a story on the website. So, <laughs> uh, with that, we appreciate your honesty. Uh, do you? How real do you think the Browns' interest would be in Odell Beckham Jr. 2.0? Um, I think they're just doing their homework right now. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, got to make sure he's healthy. That was part of the reason he didn't uh, sign uh, last year. Uh, you know, he did that big free agency tour, remember, late in the season. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was all dr- it was drummed up to be that he was going to be looking for a team that he could – I guess contribute to a Super Bowl run for, and turns out he wasn't really ready to play, um, or you know whatever. So now uh, it, it appears he's healthy, and so he is putting on a workout today. The Browns are among the teams watching it. Um, I I think it's more any if anything just uh, getting a firsthand look at where he's at and. You know, I think it's too early to say whether or not the Browns are actually uh, interested. I think today is more about doing their due diligence and uh, their homework. Um, Daryl, when it comes to, to the Browns and the offseason that obviously is, is beginning on Monday, what's the priority? Well, uh, defense is the priority because that's where they have all the holes. But obviously, wide re- really the only priority on offense is wide receiver. Let, let's be honest about it. Um, Not center? No. In fact, I think one of the priorities there is to get Ethan Posick back, uh, bring him back because he played really, really well last year. So I think that that needs to be a, prior- uh, you know, a priority. Um, but they have Nick Harris. If he does walk, and remember, Nick Harris was going to be the starting center last year uh, before he got hurt in training camp. So keep that in mind. Uh, defensively, three of the four defensive line spots are up for grabs. They need help at linebacker. They need help at safety. So uh, defensive side of the ball is where the priority lies. Daryl, this is more of a your preference thing and less about what the Browns' preference might be. You know, we my we, preference is they don't bring back Odell Beckham Jr. All right, that one makes sense. But we I, I don't care how popular he is in the locker room. I still despise the way he orchestrated his way out of town and had his dad do his bidding for him. Um, yeah, I mean, I think most Clevelanders would agree with that. I'm talking more on the free agent front here with uh defenders. If the Browns can sign a big ticket name, like let's say we got one free agent in the 17 to 20 million range. Then we got a couple guys down closer to eight, nine, 10 million. Who's the right. one free agent you like the most for the Browns in that up big ticket? Uh, probably either uh, Draymond Jones or Zach Allen. Mm-hmm. I think those two guys will probably be the most expensive of them. Um, so flip a coin between them. I think what they will ultimately end up doing is bringing in a guy like Javon Hargrave because he's a former Eagle. I I fully expect they're going to go on a a Minnesota Vikings, Indianapolis Colts, and Philadelphia Eagles shopping spree. 
It really is just who who did you used to work for, and that yep. means I, which is so weird. Like I know, well, it's okay. such an incestuous business. In, the NFL, in some ways, it and makes people sense. wonder why they have to have the Rooney Rule. Well, but in some ways, like the Eagles thing makes sense because they've got twenty quality free agents hitting the market. That, mm-hmm. like, I think you can pick through that. But like, and they were in the Super Bowl. Well, that too. But like, Cincinnati has like five or six really good free agents hitting the market, um, and most of them they're not going to pay. That, like, yeah, that to me, like again, that's a divisional opponent stealing. Like, I'm I'm obsessed with Jermaine Pratt. I'm not as in on Jesse Bates just because I don't want to spend fifteen million dollars for a safety when you need half a defensive line. Well, I mean, they could have kept they could have kept JJ three for less money. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, they, they could have paid him the eight and a half to nine million he was owed. So, um, I kind of agree with you there. I think that the market is going to price the Browns out of the Bates sweepstakes, even though they very they should be interested in him. But I, I just I don't see him coming here. Daryl, what are your thoughts on the big trade up that just happened in the NFL draft? Panthers going from nine to one to uh, we're going to assume take a quarterback and in doing so giving up a pretty darn good wide receiver DJ Moore in the process they're going to regret it I I didn't know that there was a quarterback in this draft worthy of trading up for the number one pick Ooh, okay Mm. I I just yeah I so are you so let me ask you are you more anti trade up for a quarterback in general or is this specific to number one pick Number one pick quarterbacks rarely work out. When when number one pick, number one overall pick, I should say, number one overall pick quarterbacks working out is uh, the exception rather than the rule. I mean, I know what you're saying, but like a lot of the leagues, it doesn't happen often. It really doesn't happen often, man. Joe Burrow and Andrew Luck would. Uh, well, would- I, again, they're the exception to the rule. Well, but who are the other guys that you're thinking about that are? I mean. That have, been, that have not panned out? Yeah, like Jared Goff panned out. L.A. won with him, and they turned him into Matt Stafford. Yeah, exactly. They turned him into Matt Stafford. <laughs> like, they didn't keep him. Uh, he didn't, you know. So, yeah, I just, I'm not a big fan of number one, uh, of quarterback number one overall, just because the track record is they don't work out. I like Trevor Lawrence, too. John Elway. Troy Aikman. Aiden Manning. Aiden Manning. Tim Couch worked out real well here. My, Baker Mayfield worked Mike, out real well. Well, Baker Mayfield. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, the, they got the a playoff win out of pick seven worked he out. He just said the Browns. That 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 actually tracks. <laughs> Eli Manning worked out. <laughs> Matt Stafford worked out. Cam Newton worked out. Kyler Murray kind of working out. It's, that's eh. That one's up. That's TBD. I'll give you that one. I'll I'll be honest with you. Carolina was better off trying to get Lamar Jackson. That I don't. Uh, so I actually, I was telling Dustin That's not earlier. A hot take. I like that. Um, I I think people's thoughts. It's so it's so funny how people's thoughts on quarterbacks change from year to year and taking. I would rather take a big swing at Lamar Jackson than I'm just going to ride for a year on Desmond Ritter or. Matt Corral or Kyle Trask or Sam Howell and teams saying that to me, just you're inviting yourself to get fired in a year. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely agree with that. All right, Daryl, I I had said um, that I thought 
and I had definitive proof that if we were all hanging out, you would be the worst wingman. Am I okay to tell the Indianapolis story real quick and get your thoughts on it, your side of the story? What, that I'm the worst wingman? Yeah, well, not, I, I just, of us. Like, because Dustin wanted to wingman Vicari, and I'm like, Dustin's too good looking to wingman anybody. It's not fair. You would, it, would, it would hurt your chances. Of- yeah, nobody wants to talk to me. I'm, I, I'm pretty, uh, I'm, I'm a sight for sore eyes. So, I mean, yeah, oh, it's, I wouldn't it's be not, any. You're a cooler in a different way. See, this is what I learned. I, I would not, I would not be any competition whatsoever. You, you put it on your looks. And by the way, talk better about yourself, Daryl. You're a wonderful person. Oh, I, I, I keep and, it real. And you're a good. No, but you're being, you're being. I don't like the negative self talk with yourself. Oh no, no, no. I, I keep it real. I don't lie. All right, uh, but you're not lying. Just don't like. Yeah, just it's. I just, I'm just saying. Talk better about yourself. However, you and I were in, in Indianapolis in 2017. And I saved your marriage. Uh, that's and I knew he was going to say that because because every time you bring up this story, you put it that way. I but, I, I was the blocker. But Daryl and I went to a bar in Indianapolis, and I showed up first because he actually was a responsible adult and finishing up work. And I had been talking to everyone around the bar, and then there was an older woman. Probably in her, what would you say, Daryl? Late 40s, early 50s? Definitely a cougar. A def- okay, a cougar. And you, she- were, you, were, you were the cub and she was on the hunt. <laughs> that was really good. And so she sat down next to me and started talking to me. Now, I am from Mayberry RFD, so I will talk to anybody. And we were just talking, and it was like a 15-minute conversation, and she was very nice. And she happened to know the Bowling Green coach that went to Indiana, Kurt Miller. And so we were talking about that. And Daryl shows up, and I kid you not, the temperature in the room went down about 20 degrees. (laughs) And it was the only sign that I had that the cougar was on the hunt, and this cub (laughs) was was the prey. So if you've seen the movie The Cooler, yes, yes, okay. you, you are William H Macy. Yes, I was William H Macy. I am the I am absolutely the cooler when it comes to women in bars. Yes. And, and here's the bad thing, Daryl. If you had never shown up and I had left the bar, I would have had no idea that the cougar was into me. <laughs> she wanted it was, a. It was. She wanted a piece of Nick Wilson. She Let wanted me, to ride Space Mountain. You're darn she, right, she did. She wanted pictures. all of Nick Wilson. One pictures. It was six. It was six years ago. And we left the bar shortly thereafter. Yeah. Pixar didn't happen. But yeah, Dar- so when we told this story around Ness, Daryl used the line, I saved your marriage, and it was the only time in my life I thought about laying hands on Daryl. Because <laughs> I was like, easy with that bleep, Hoss. All right? Ness doesn't realize we're joking, okay? Um, I assumed that she knew that I was joking, but you know what they say about assume, and I typically end up being the first three letters in that word mm. you me oh first three letters okay yeah me i'm talking about me <laughs> the first three uh daryl what do you think about the uh the Cavs heat revenge game tonight uh i'm interested to see if the uh, cavaliers got a uh, case of that uh, south beach flu having been down there for now three days can we all agree where, where would you go if you were in south beach daryl I, I my the hotel. hotel room probably. Yeah, I knew oh, it. I Darryl. knew it. I, I I can't I can't hang anymore. I'm I'm too old the, for the that. The correct answer is I'd call Lima. <laughs> no. Lima would again. I, Lima would not want to be seen in public with me. Yeah, here's the problem. Uh, Lima would get Daryl killed. 
because the kind of money and and influences and um hmm it's a right word pharmaceutical intervention that could be around uh yeah i just wouldn't do that i wouldn't put my boy daryl there uh so i finally got to a point where and i'm i'm in no way panicking or, or hyping up the calves but because we're about 70 games into the season I've kind of formed my expectations for them. I think they've got a nice hold on the four seed. They got a three game lead over the Knicks for the four seed with uh, like 13, 14 games to go. So my expectations are that the Cavs should be the fourth seed. Yep. And that they should win the first round series. Well, the Knicks are going to be a tough matchup for them. Uh, I mean, we can haggle over that. But in terms of your expectations for the Cavs, Four seed. Where, where are they? Well, but Four seed and be very competitive. I won't say that they have to win the first round series, but certainly I I, I I want them to be competitive. Get get at least six or seven games deep. If you if you are a first round out, uh, it can't be a sweep or a, a five game series. Can like, I, I, I can I, I tell you why? I the only thing that holds me back from agreeing with you is Donovan Mitchell. Donovan, yeah. in my opinion, should be good for a uh, one-series win. He's that level well, of talent. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, look, they they have a guy that can carry them, and, and they know that. Uh, the, the problem for me when I watch this team, and I shouldn't phrase it that way because then it comes off as I'm picking on the Cavs, and I really am not. Um, I, I think that what's ultimately going to cost them in the playoffs – it's going to be the defending the three-point arc, which they have, uh, while they're among the better defensive teams in the league this year, there have been games where teams have just gone to town uh, on them from beyond the arc and and just unloaded all, all night. So that's a concern. Uh, the lack of bench production, major, major concern. I feel like Donovan Mitchell, to your point, Nick, they're going to have he he may not he might have to play all forty eight minutes. Um, basically, the core four may have to play forty four forty five minutes because there's just is such a drop off in bench production. The bench, great job playing defense. There's just nothing there that I'm comfortable with counting on. Can I so ask you about that? I, I real think quick? that those are going to be the reasons why the Cavaliers aren't uh, are going to be sent home from the postseason. I want to ask you about that. I kind of feel like JB playing his starters uh, a lot of minutes. He's trying to condition them. That's why he's doing it. Well, now. yeah, but the point is, he's done it all season long, and I think he's done it at the expense of the bench. And I, th- I think the other thing that is the, at the expense of the bench is not having an offensive system. And I like it, so it's it's almost one of those things where I hear what you're saying about the bench, but I kind of feel like the bench could be better if JB had handled the season differently. Do you agree or disagree with that? Uh, yeah, I, I think the Kevin Love thing um, was was somewhat problematic for what JB was trying to do. Um, and then ultimately they just decided he, he didn't fit, uh, which which led to the buyout and him being with the Heat now. Uh, the bench is a problem. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize the bench was as big of a problem as I now realize it to be, I guess, earlier in the season. I'll admit that. But the more I watch this team, it, 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 it's a big problem. The good news is they have a guy like Donovan Mitchell who can uh, carry them 
for a couple of games, possibly a, a series, and they've got three other legitimate star caliber players around him as well. But outside of those four guys, just way too many question marks and too much inconsistent production. And again, that that's why you're going to see these guys play mega minutes come playoff time. Daryl, great stuff as always, buddy. Have a great weekend, and thanks for being McCooler six years ago. That's what friends are for, Nick. Good man. See you, buddy.